The tales are always fascinating and good to read. They also make you laugh and want to experience it for yourself. It lets your imagination go free and you can picture the book in your head in different ways. It gives you the opportunity to experience different lives and different adventures and it can also help you with your English spelling and ideas and like new like writing techniques. It gives you your own imagination on how you can create own books and make up stories. It um, sets your imagination free and um, you can think of anything whilst you're reading a book. It's very creative and it makes you think that you're in the story and you're doing this adventure that a person could be doing and it's really fun to read. Welcome to Hi everyone, I'm Kate and I'm Libby. We're the creators of Tales by Mail and this is our brand new podcast. This podcast will be full of author chats, great books and opinions from our team of young readers. In future podcasts we'll discuss the two brilliant brand new reads that you'll find inside each of our boxes. Each box will also contain games and activities, exclusive Tales by Mail chronicle pages and a few small surprises. Our first boxes will be posted in June, and we're keeping the books top secret for now. Once our members have received their books and had a chance to read them, this podcast will be a bit like a book club. You can find out how to join in below, and we'll be telling you more about the June box later. In the meantime, to get you in the mood for future Tales by Mail adventures, we wanted to introduce you to some of our author buddies and their brilliant books. Meet We are very excited to welcome Anna Horton to the Tales by Mail podcast. Anna is the author of The Mask of Arabella, a thrilling new magical adventure about hidden powers, good and evil, and masked heroes. Anna, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Anna, can you tell us a little bit more about Arabella and what makes her such a unique character? Absolutely. Uh, So Arabella starts off the novel feeling quite out of place and this is all to do with the fact that there's kind of a mystery surrounding her mum's death and she's kind of a bit of an outsider on the island in Venice in which she lives and this feeling that she has seems to be compounded when one day she realises that she has this magical power Um, And Venice in that time was a kind of a scary place to reveal that you had a magical power. So she feels like she has to keep it hidden or she'll put the people she loves in danger. Um, So she tries to keep it hidden and that doesn't work. And then she has to run away. And then she meets a man in a starry mask who introduces her to the world of the Canovacci, where she learns that the secret of feeling like a misfit is that you're never the only one. Fantastic. It's such an exciting book. Anna's actually prepared a reading for us to give us a little bit of the vibe of Arabella, so she's going to share that with us now. As part of this new world that Arabella goes into, she meets all these other characters with powers, and they need to kind of disguise their identity, and to do that they each get these very special masks. But as well as just disguising their identity, they have these other powers to them, the masks, which you'll learn about in the book. So this is the moment that Arabella goes to visit the mask maker for a mask of her own. Hello, she called. The room inside was dimly lit and filled with incense. Arabella stepped in and the door closed softly behind her. She tried to keep her breathing steady. Slowly, her eyes adjusted. 
Shelves covered the walls, filled with rows of masks. This display was nothing like the merry mess in the windows of the other mask shops. These masks were propped up delicately on stands, carefully arranged, and each looked as exquisitely made as any at the halfway hotel. These were Canovacci masks. Arabella gazed up at a hundred silent faces in awe. On a lower shelf was a mask covered in butterfly wings. Next to it, another had a crown made from golden feathers that couldn't have come from any bird in Venice. The higher the shelf, the more extravagant and strange the masks became. On the top shelf, only just visible in the darkness, was a mask made of razor clams next to another the steel slits for eyes and a cruel grate over the mouth. Arabella shivered. What powers were connected to those masks? There was something eerie about the way the mask seemed to watch her. A bone-white, beaked mask in the corner gave her a particularly odd feeling. My first question for Anna is about the setting. Why did you choose Venice? So I chose Venice because ever since the first time I ever visited it, it completely captured my imagination. Not only is it incredibly beautiful with all the canals and the water and the kind of pink sunsets and the beautiful buildings, but it has this kind of amazing and fascinating and strange history because it used to be ruled by a doge and he kind of ruled the city in this very secretive way. So when I was there, I took gondola rides and did the secret itinerary tours of the Doge's Palace where I learnt about the torture chambers there and the Bridge of Sighs, which connects the palace to the prison and was said to be called the Bridge of Sighs because that's where prisoners would take their last breaths, their sighs, before they disappeared into these prisons forever. So there's all sorts of amazing kind of odd things about Venice and the lion's mouth is my favourite thing probably, uh, which features in the book which were these kind of lion's face slots that were on the edge of the palace walls. And people who thought other people were up to no good would write their name down on a piece of paper and post it through these slots. And that was when, you know, these people might disappear and travel over the Bridge of size. There's a really amazing magic system. It's sort of magical people and non-magical people, which obviously makes us think about wizards and muggles yes um have you had lots of comparisons to harry potter and how do you feel about it (laughs) um yeah definitely had lots of comparisons to harry potter and i'm i'm delighted about it because i mean i loved harry potter growing up and i'm definitely aware that that some of that kind of world has trickled into my world because that those were the books i loved as a kid um but i'm hoping that this is enough of a kind of difference different world that you know, that there's kind of the comparisons are there but it's its own thing but no I'm I love I'm very happy to be compared to Harry Potter so what's the best thing about writing for children so I've done lots of different things but this was always the thing that I wanted to do so it, even when I was making films or writing poetry I had in the back of my head I want to write this book and I want to write for kids and the reason is because the books that I read as a child are so hugely important to who I am as an adult and still how I see the world um, so and I just remember those vividly the settings and I really wanted to kind of give that to 
some children and and I love doing events and actually seeing children who've read the books is just the most wonderful thing. You mentioned there books from your own childhood that have stayed with you. Yeah. Are there any in particular that stay in your mind? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Harry Potter and also His Dark Materials was huge for me. Kind of Lyra was my ultimate hero. Um, Those were kind of the ones from my childhood. But I've read loads of great authors as an adult, which, like, I still read loads of kids' books because I honestly think that they're often better than adult books and they're so much more fun Um, and there's like Catherine Rundle or like Abby Elphinstone and all those kind of authors are fantastic and Julie Pike and uh, Kirsty Applebaum I mean I could go on for a while there's some fantastic authors out there amazing so there's lots of recommendations there too um, from Anna's own list of authors and I just want to take the opportunity to thank Anna for joining us and for chatting to us about the Mask of Arabella today the Mask of Arabella is available now from all good bookshops. We'll put a link down below. And it's published by Chicken House. Thanks again, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. One of the best things about Tales by Mail is being able to chat to authors and introduce brilliant new books to our members. Here are some of our favourite author buddies recommending their favourite reads. My name is CJ Haslam and I wrote Orla and the Serpent's Curse, which is out on Thursday, the 2nd of April. I love books, and especially ones with Jack Russells in them, because when you turn that cover, it's like opening a door into a secret world of adventure, mystery and, hopefully, the triumph of good over evil. As a journalist, I've worked all over the world, from mountains to rainforests and from the frozen poles to scorching deserts, but wherever I am... I always end the day with a good book. Hello, I'm Sophie Kirtley, author of The Wild Way Home, an unforgettable middle-grade adventure about courage and family that will plunge you into the Stone Age and then lead you home. My favourite children's book of all time is Pippi Longstocking by Astrid Lindgren. Pippi is unconventional, unpredictable and true to herself. She stands up for her friends and takes no nonsense from greedy or unkind adults. She's also full of fun and rebellious spirit. She even sleeps with her feet on the pillow and her head where her feet should be. I always love a strong female lead character in a book and Pippi is the self-proclaimed strongest girl in the world. I'm Jess Butterworth, author of adventure books including Where the Wilderness Lives, which is out this April. And I love books because stories have this magical ability to transport us to other settings and worlds as we journey alongside the characters in them. There's nothing better than excitedly wanting to find out what happens on the very next page. I'm Mitch Johnson, author of Pop, which is being published in July by Orion, and my favourite children's book is probably The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster, which is a bizarre, zany, imaginative adventure through a land of words and numbers, and it's packed full of weird and wonderful characters, it explores fascinating concepts like infinity and riddles, and if you haven't read it, I would really, really recommend it, it is awesome. I'm Larry Dawn, author of Fierce, Fearless and Free, a collection of myths and legends about strong girls who defeat their own monsters. It's illustrated by Ailey Muldoon and it's published this March by Bloomsbury. 
and I love books because they make me ask questions. When I'm reading a story, I start to think, oh, what would happen if for? What will happen next? And questions like that when I'm reading books and stories that I love power my imagination. Hi, I'm Emma Stamp, the author and illustrator of Pests, a new book all about a school that teaches pests how to be the most pesty they can be. I love reading because it transports me to places more interesting than my sofa or bed, where I typically read. My favourite children's book, by far, is The Witches by Roald Dahl. I was bought it one Christmas when I was about 10 and I didn't put it down again, apart from the bit where I went to bed and had a sleep, until I finished it on Boxing Day. Hello, I'm Vashti Hardy, author of Brightstorm, Wild Spark and Dark Whispers. I love reading because reading is the best way to open your imagination and imagination is like having a superpower and you can get to that through reading. Hello, my name is Jack Ryder and I am the author of Jack's Secret Summer, which comes out on the 28th of May. I love reading because I really enjoy being transported into other worlds and creating the pictures for myself in my mind. It's like making your own little inner movie. And my favourite children's book, which is a really, really hard choice to make. I was a big fan of Roald Dahl when I was growing up and I remember reading Matilda and I must have read it at least three or four times. So I guess Matilda by Roald Dahl is my favourite book. Hi, I'm Anna James, author of Pages and Co, Tilly and the Lost Fairy Tales, which is out in paperback this April. I love books because they are the closest thing that we have to actual magic in this world. One of my favourite children's books is Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery. And Anne is actually one of the characters my heroine Tilly meets when she goes book wandering inside her favourite stories. Hi, my name is Peter Bunzel and I am the author of the Cogheart Adventure Series. The newest book in the Cogheart Adventure Series is called Shadow Sea and it just came out a month ago. It's a steampunk adventure story set in New York City, so look out for it in shops right now. I love reading children's books because I love going on exciting adventures that I've never experienced before with characters who are totally unlike me. Hello, my name is Anne-Marie Howell and I am the author of the Middle Grade Historical Mysteries, The Garden of Lost Secrets and The House of 100 Clocks. I love books because my mum introduced me to reading at a really early age when the library van would come and visit our village every three weeks and I was allowed to take out an unlimited number of books and I haven't stopped reading since. Hello, I'm Luke Franks. And I'm Sean. And we are the authors of Jamie McFlair versus the Boy Band Generator. Luke, I've got a question. Mm. What is your favourite children's book of all time? It's a good question, Sean. Glad you asked. Uh, probably I'd go with Holes. A uh, great story. I remember reading it when I was quite young. It's about a boy, Stanley, who... Um, gets... Stanley Yelnat. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know. He gets sent to a juvenile camp to dig holes to try and find treasure. Um, it's quite a sad story, but also it made me go and start digging holes in my garden because I also wanted to find treasure, but then my parents got annoyed at me. Excellent choice. Mm, Excellent how about choice. you? Uh, my favourite children's book of all time is a book called The Magic Finger oh. by Roald Dahl. Tell me more. So it's all about this girl who, when she gets angry, she points at people and then bad stuff happens to them. Oh. C- case in point, mm. there was a family that lived next door that would go hunting. The girl got annoyed about that, pointed the magic finger at them, and then the family turned into little duck-sized humans with wings. What? And then they got chased by human-sized ducks with arms. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> 
I want to read it. Chaos. And we've got. I mean, we got. We got some human-sized animals in our book, so maybe that's, that's maybe where, we got where the they came from. from. Yeah, the magic finger. Oh my days! Ours is a uh, giant six-foot rat wearing sunglasses, so. which is you know also spooky but great. I hope you enjoy our book, Jamie McFlair versus the Boy Band Generator. It's about four girls who love boy bands and have to take down an evil man who makes boy bands in his boy band generator. And hopefully that will be your favourite children's book of all time too. See you later. Bye. Thanks to our author friends for their recommendations. We hope you found some suggestions for your own reading lists. Get ready to discover new favourite books when our Tales by Mail boxes go out in the post in June. The theme for our June box will be Mansion House Mysteries. We've got two fantastic books lined up for you, full of locked doors, sneaky secrets and mystery-busting heroes. You can find links on how to join us for our first ever box below or by visiting our website at www talesbymail.com and if you'd like for your school to be involved in our podcast and to read the books before anyone else find out how to apply on our website thank you to all of our author friends and the children of zooch academy wiltshire for helping us to make our first ever podcast thank you for listening